So if Brittany doesn't know anything, neither does Jack. I mean, yeah, that that logic tracks. Great. Um, so you're also a spinal surgeon? Yeah, in my off hours when I'm not doing oh, this. Oh, so you know as much as Jack. Do you stab someone in the throat or not? <laughs> nah, just kidding. Let's move on from that, eh? <laughs> what a stupid question. Of course you do. Hello and welcome to Our Lost Podcast, brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 22-year-old actor and filmmaker from Alberta, Canada. I like rooting anti-heroes and feminist agendas, and I have way too much knowledge regarding details that no one else remembers. I run at the 100 script on Twitter, and you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere. Our fun fact this week is what our blood type is, but I don't know mine, so... <laughs> That's it. It's going to be a fun week. <laughs> And my name is Brittany Ray. I'm a 28-year-old writer and TV critic from beautiful post-apocalyptic Vancouver, BC. I like badass milfs and long naps. I'm on Twitter at Abertania, where I can be found attempting journalism and talking about my cat. And I also don't know my blood type. <laughs> and our guest this week is Everett! Yay! Oh, Yay! Talk about you. Do you want me to ask you the questions, or you want to just go and monologue it? Uh, I don't know. Let me, let me just, okay, go. Let's just go with the flow. Sure. Kay. Yeah, my name's... Everett Sokol, I'm a 21-year-old film director slash actor from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Uh, what else can I say about myself? I like movies. Uh, TV is growing on me. Lost <laughs> was one of the first shows that kind of like introduced me to the world of drama uh, when it comes to TV. And it was probably the first show that I watched from like start to finish, I got to say. So it, uh, it has kind of introduced me to this new world of, of television that I'm slowly starting to enjoy. Oh, interesting. That's, that's, so, that's, the sh- that's the show for me. So, like, you, like, didn't do the TV thing, like, really before this? Not really at all. I kind of watched Seinfeld. That was, like, my go-to show. <laughs> okay. Uh, and that was kind of my understanding of what TV was, you know, the world <laughs> of, like, Friends and other sitcoms and stuff, which I, I uh, didn't really get myself into. And then I came across the television show Lost. You guys might be familiar with that one. You know, yeah, you know it's, that like, show. okay. Right. Yeah, and uh, finally started watching that one from start to finish. So I gotta say that was a that was a thrill ride. Did you were you watching it while it was on or? I I started halfway through. I think season four had just gone off air when I caught up to it. We just were watching like the the box sets, the DVD box sets, mm-hmm. and then season four we didn't have access to um, because it wasn't released on DVD yet. So we had to stream it online from some weird Chinese website that had like a solid 360p quality with <laughs> subtitles and in, in not English kind of thing. It was, it was hard to watch season four for that. Because 2008. Because 2008 <laughs> yep. made it difficult. Thanks Obama. Thanks um, Obama. <laughs> and then I was able to watch season five and six as it aired as it should have been. Lucky. That's yeah. awesome. So you also experienced the struggle of having to watch it week to week. I did, but yeah. I'm one of those guys that like I, I, I don't like to necessarily binge watch shows because it's released once a week for a reason. So I like to pace myself when I do get the opportunity to watch a show when it's all available. I like to I like to take my time. Can't relate. <laughs> yeah, what's it like having that kind of patience? Because well, then you get to ponder, you get to think about it and percolate on the ideas and everything. So that's why I watch it just over and over again. That's ah, there you go. <laughs> if it works for you, I guess. Um, and you're a Gryffindor. I am a Gryffindor. Yes. And um, who are some of your favorite characters? All right. Well, in the show, I gotta say Ben. Got gotta be my yes! favorite. Yes. I mean, Daniel Faraday can't Daniel can't Adam. hate that guy. He's amazing. Desmond is like. 
a gorgeous Jesus figure. So I mean, yep. I mean, come on, let's let's get real. Those are the, those are my top three. Mm-hmm. Those were all the best choices. Well, thank you. And you can share one of your social medias if you want. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Everett Sokol or my website, EverettSokol.com. Oh, fancy. And uh, do you know what your blood type is? I have no idea what my blood type is. <laughs> so we're all garbage today. Zero out of three. Zero out of three. So uh, Everett's sitting right beside me, which I like to say. And that's a fact. And that's a fact. <laughs> and... um. Last thing. Oh, why don't you talk about how we know each other? How do we know each other? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we, we go to the same, we went to the same program uh, in different years. Mm-hmm. Robin's older than me by a year. so She's so old. Yeah. You're so old! <laughs> wow. Uh, and we went like a solid year with knowing of each other, but we didn't like ever talk to each other. We're just like, oh, don't know, don't know each other. I think I said the word lost one time and she like, yeah. Peeked around like a corner. <laughs> I was like, well, I heard that. Uh, and then that was kind of it. But then we were in a summer camp uh, just this past summer. Spent a solid week in containment in the in yeah. the school residence. And they were like, whoa, you're cool. And you're like, whoa, you're cool. And then we started just like, whoa, we both like Lost and musicals and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then someone pointed out how similar we are mm-hmm. to the point where we're the same person. And then we just kind of realized whoa and we looked at each other and our noses started bleeding because <laughs> our parallel universes collided and we're the same person so yeah that's how we met that's, that's the most like detailed how do we know each other that i've ever had thank, thank you thank good you good job good it's job. all in the details today we have words to say about episode 120 of lost do no harm Okay, so the title of Do No Harm is... I'm taking this from straight from Lostpedia like I always do. The episode title refers to a phrase widely assumed to be part of the Hippocratic Oath, while it actually does not appear there. It refers to an important rule for physicians to always consider whether any sort of treatment could harm a patient. It notably applies to Jack's disregard for this rule in general. He tends to try to save his patients no matter the cost. The title is in fact taken word for word from the first of three tenets of the Methodist faith authored by John Wesley. Don't know what that last half means, but cool. You don't know what Methodists are? Author, Yeah, and then I don't know who John Wesley is either. I'm just taking things from Lostpedia. Wow. Sorry you're old. I'm not old. My mom made me go to Catholic school. Okay, well, I didn't do that. Okay, well, you're Do you lucky. want to explain it then? No. Yeah. We're both very cranky. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, everybody. Um, the broadcast date was April 6, 2005. It was written by Janet Tamaro. Or tomorrow. Don't know. I, w- I hope it's tomorrow. And directed <laughs> by Stephen Williams, tomorrow? who's a boss. We Wait, love who, Stephen who, Williams. Who? Jack Bender and Stephen Williams are our friends. Oh, Jack Bender, your best friend. Yes. Jack Bender and Stephen Williams are the two main directors. Jack Bender doesn't know he's Robin's best friend, but he is. <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to do a recap in the style of Lost in 8 minutes and 15 seconds. And Brittany's going to try and... Uh, recap the episode in a minute and if she can't do it then i'm gonna speed her up so it fits into a minute and uh, i can't do it yeah this is long Brittany. so good luck Fuck. on the island boone is super injured jack sends kate for all of sawyer's alcohol no one can find shannon because she's off having a romantic picnic with saeed 
awkward. Kate trips and breaks all the alcohol because it's TV and stuff happens. She finds Claire in labor. What a day! Boone needs A negative blood, which no one has, but not to worry. Jack conveniently reveals he's a universal donor. Jin tells Jack that Claire is in labor, but Jack is kind of super busy, my dude. It's all up to Kate. Jack discovers that all the blood he's giving him is pulled in his crushed leg and is useless. Wow, he wants to cut Boone's leg off. Son disagrees. Claire isn't super into having her baby because she's afraid that the baby will know she didn't want it. Kate gives her a kick-ass pep talk because girls are amazing. Son tells Jack that he can't save Boone. Jack disagrees by quoting Locke. Get a new role model, Jack. Boone wakes up in time to tell Jack that he's going to super die, so maybe leave the leg where it is. Claire has her baby. Welcome to the world, you squishy little man. In a dramatic but neat parallel, Boone dies. R.I.P. Broseph. Everyone on the beach meets the baby, and Shannon finds out Boone died. Kate asks Jack if he wants to talk about Boone dying, but Jack says he didn't die. He was murdered. Dun-dun-dun. In the flashbacks, Jack is marrying a woman he saved from being paralyzed for life. They toast him saving her life and play the piano together. It's all very adorable. She wants them to write their own vows, which is, like, less adorable for Jack. His cool dad, Christian, tells Jack that he's good at commitment but bad at letting go. Jack gets married and ad-libs his vows. Relatable. Ready? Yeah. All right. Let's talk about Lost. Let's talk about Lost. And let's start with Shannon and Saeed, who do not a lot. So that's why we're getting them done first. Let's skip this one. (laughs) What is there to know, really? Okay, they think they're lost. Saeed made a picnic. Surprise. Next scene. (laughs) He's taking it real slow. Taking it real slow. Because he has no expectations. No expectations. But you know he did. <laughs> if anyone on this island understands the concept of consent, it's Saeed. Can I get True. snaps? God bless. Snaps. God bless him. But like at the same time, I love the reveal where like they pan over to like this beautiful beach and I'm like, you just went from one beautiful beach to another beautiful beach. You could have just done it at the same beach. It's That's the, very true. The same. There's just like more privacy at this other beach, I guess. Why you lost. It's not as romantic with other people. But also, Saeed's got jokes sometimes. He's like, oh, yes, this tree looks familiar. And you're like, all right, bud. But then she didn't laugh. Yeah, she did. No one laughed. I didn't even laugh at home, but like, I got what he's going for. She's like, Saeed, I have to tell you a secret. My stepbrother's in love with me. And it's like, Saeed has had this, like, basically had this conversation with Boone, like, a couple episodes ago, where Boone was just like, well, uh, watch out because reasons and this is what's going to happen or whatever. And Saeed's like... How do you know that? <laughs> but okay. So I feel like Saeed kind of already knew this. Um, Saeed's like, oh, so you're into incest? That's cute. Fine. She says that their parents got married when they were eight and ten. Eight is a number. That's a fact. That's a fact. That's a fact, everybody. <laughs> and so Saeed's like, well, are you in love with Boone? And she's like, no, what? Yeah, what? Gross. He's a boy. And, like, she was not very convincing, I must say. No. She, she was, was like, like, I will no. always have some kind of feeling for him. And I was like, that's the wrong answer. Incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, listen, this is kind of going to be awkward. That's why I'm telling you, because Boone and us are going to be here for a really long time. Well, you Boone, are. meanwhile, is dying. Yeah. He's like, okay, well, do you want to leave? And she's like, no. And she's like, we need to take it slow. And he's like, cool, I had no expectations. Saeed and Shannon. That's it. What a couple! What a couple. He's kind of in love with me. In love with you? And how do you feel towards him? I'll always feel something for him. But am I in love with him in that way? No. Not at all. Guys, if anyone asked me if I was in love with my stepsister, I would immediately probably go throw up. <laughs> <laughs> don't have a step sibling can't relate 
someone said I was in love with my stepsister. I go, whoa, I have a stepsister? <laughs> oh, so he's got dad jokes. <laughs> That's me. That's me, everybody. <laughs> We were both like, them. oh, no, she didn't yeah, laugh. Yeah, we both kind of groaned. But that that's me. I live my whole life with, with hoping people laugh. But it doesn't happen. I'm Not always. To, sometimes. Sometimes. I laugh no. internally, I and I enjoyed it. Internal laughing. Yeah. It's like where I found it funny. Well, it's like when you're browsing something on the internet, and you think something's funny, and you go, huh, and then you just keep going. Oh, we didn't even coming. hear that, though. Well, you know what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, um, should we move on to Claire? Yeah, that sounds more interesting. Who's also having an intense day. Like camping. Like camping. Intense. Intense. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yes! There we go. That's what I was going for. I'm sorry. Okay. Anyway, so Jin is chopping wood, and Michael and Sawyer and Walt are cooking fish, but Jin doesn't want to because he is really in a hurry to leave. I don't think skipping a meal is going to help him. <laughs> I guess that's true. They're like, Claire, do you want some? And she's like, no. Hey, how long until the raft happens? And they're like, I don't know, like a week? And she's like, okay, goodbye. She just leaves. And then Sawyer seems to think that Claire has a crush on him, but like she has a different love interest. So Why would Sawyer even think that? Because it's Sawyer and he thinks everyone likes him. Oh, man, I got bad news for him. <laughs> <laughs> also, what was Claire's plan there? She's like... I think the baby might come, so are we going to be out of here at any time? I'm like, girl, you're going to have the baby on the boat. Yeah, that's worse. There's no medical supplies there. There's just, like, two useless dudes. <laughs> two useless dudes. <laughs> so just two dudes. So just two dudes. <laughs> Yikes. The truth comes out. Roasted. Um, okay, so next thing is that Claire is in the jungle. I have a theory. Okay. What is it? I have a theory that it was the island that made Kate trip because she tripped right where Claire is. And okay. the island was like, this one needs some help. So stay here, please. And the does island cared much more about that moment than about Boone dying. About the baby than they did about Boone. They were like, whatever, Boone's the sacrifice we demand. The island's kind of a dick. I mean, yes. Yeah. <laughs> the island's like, bye, Boone. Sorry about also, that. Also, fun fact, when Kate falls down, you can hear Evie say the F word under her breath a Is little bit. so? Mm -hmm. If you listen for it. Oops. Then, okay, so that. Claire's really in denial. Uh, she can't move, and then they begin to call for help. Jin hears because he's the real hero, and they have this dope 360-degree shot. That's a, that's a beautiful-looking shot. It was really good. I have a, a kind of dumb question about that shot. Okay. So, you know how... And this is going to sound so stupid, but how do you get that shot without getting all the camera cables tangled? Director man? Well, the easiest solution would be that they never show the ground in that shot, so everything that is moving, it's kind of looking up at them. Uh, but I don't know the shot off the top of my head. If they do, it's probably because there's someone called did. the cable manager who would be running behind the camera guy, making sure that they're moving everything out of the way and no crew would be in the location so that they'd be in the shot. Oh. That'd probably be the easiest way. So I was wondered like how the camera guy doesn't trip over the cables, but there's actually a cable manager for that. Yeah. Someone gets paid to, to pay. Oh, whoa. 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 Try again. Whoa. Someone gets paid to do that. They make a lot of money to just hold the cables. Hollywood's an amazing place. Movies. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. That was my dumb question of the day. Great. Just kidding. That's one of many. That was a good question. 
Thank you. So Jin finds Claire and Kate. I have some translations. Uh, most of them make sense, like for the Korean. Most of them make sense except for this one. So Jin shows up and he says the word five. And then he says this. What? So, Why would he say five? Girl, I don't know. I think it was just the translation thing. But that's what Google Translate told me he said. Okay. Then she's like, go get Jack. And Claire's like, please don't leave me. And she's like, I won't. And we're like, good. Thanks for being friends. We love you. I think that, doesn't she like call her honey when she says that? Yes. So like, Kate actually has like really great, like, friend instincts that we haven't really seen yet. Kate's good in a crisis. It's true. She's also good at being a friend. Yeah. Would you be friends with Kate? Hell yeah. I'd be friends with Island Kate, but not Murderer Kate. <laughs> I think that there's a very clear distinction there. Is there not, though? No, I agree with that. There's, yeah, there is. There's two people there. Yeah. Mainland Kate would be a nightmare. Yeah. She'd She's rob scary. you. <laughs> She'd rob you. <laughs> so Jin shows up, and then they ha- he has this weird moment with Sun. It's very awkward. Um, and now it's trying to translate some stuff, which I did... And now I will find the pictures that I did. You speak Korean? No. No, I've been misled. So, number one. Okay, so Jin says that the pregnant woman in the jungle near the beach, I'm I'm going to have baby now. That's what the translation is. <laughs> he says I'm? Yep. That's a new plot point. <laughs> and uh, then he says Claire, so Charlie's like, what? I have heard the word. That just changes Charlie's life. Um, And then Jin says, I'm with Kate now. It's fast. Okay. That's what he says. Sun says, he needs Jack. Jin says, looks like it, but it looks a lot sick. Hmm. This is just what Google's telling me. Um, Then they're asking how fast the contractions are. Sun says, how much pain do you get? Jin says, "Uh, maybe in two minutes once, which that makes sense. Sure. And then Jack begins to ask a billion questions, which Sun says, what about vomiting? Can you move? What about blood? Has the water been pumped? And Jin says, I do not know if the ambulance popped, but it will not move. It's almost like the writers don't write (laughs) Korean. I I feel like they were like, this is what they're saying. Now translate it. Translate. Then, okay, so Charlie's like, cool, I will help. Um, And Sun says, you go back to Claire with Charlie. Which is the one that makes the most sense. Okay, so in this actual scene, though, how the hell does Jin actually have all this information? True, like, he was there for, like... Five seconds. Five seconds, and he's just like, The island told him. (laughs) I don't know. Blame the island. But it was like... Jack was asking a billion questions. He was like, yeah, no, none of those. It's very true. I'm guessing. I don't know. Two minutes? You weren't even there for two minutes. Right? But, okay... He wasn't there for two minutes. He didn't know if she was throwing up. I was like, um, wow, you're really observant, Jin. <laughs> um, so Jack just gives Charlie like a billion instructions about babies. And um, he's like, yeah, I'm not coming. So this is up to Kate. Hope that's chill. This literally reminds me of that community episode that probably aired at the exact same time where they all have to deliver Shirley's baby on the floor of the anthropology room. And Britta has to do it. And Britta and Kate have so much in common, it's actually terrifying. That does not sound like an episode of Community. What do you mean? Community's a comedy. Well, that's what happened. Okay. I only watched, <laughs> I've only watched season one. 
so I don't know. But okay. You, uh, well, you should finish Community. Listen, do you want me to finish Community or you want me to finish Drag Race? I need you to pick one. Drag Race! Okay, then I'll continue to do that. All right. Um, Breaking Bad? No, I'm still in season two. Yeah, well, that's okay. All right, let's just move <laughs> on then, eh? Well, <laughs> crushing that. Yeah, let's just end that right there before I get too mad, but let's just keep going. <laughs> well, you, you stopped being like, hey, are you still watching Breaking Bad? So I was like, okay, I'll just keep watching. I didn't Drag know I was Race, the then. power, the force, the drive that was. Con- well, let me try it, that one time. It, it was, you. and you know yeah, it was. I know, whatever. All right, Whereas whatever, I'm whatever. a genius and I text her every day, what season are you on? What episode are you on? Who are you all your favorites? For what? See? Drag Race. Drag uh, Race. There you go. I don't know. I just need to be reminded. Um, okay, so they get to back to Claire and Kate, and um, she's made a fire already. So shout outs because she can do that now. I can't do that. So she doesn't have any contractions anymore, and she's like, oh, cool. Duh, done. And then her water breaks, and we're like, yikes. Okay. Okay, I have a question for you guys. Great. Would you be able to do this? No. Deliver a baby? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I could. I feel like I at the at the time I could do it. I feel like I'd, I'd almost want to. Of like all the people, I'd be like, you know what? I got. I can do this. I can yeah, do be this. like, I I'm probably the most qualified person here. I, I could take a crack at it. Which is not true whatsoever. No. <laughs> but I'd like to give myself the confidence. Yeah. You know. I feel like. They could tell you. Make I don't it. think I could do it by myself. But if one other person was there, I'd be able to help. I fully feel like I could do it. That's good then. Congrats. Yeah. Thank you. I was like watching this and I was like, I could do this. <laughs> My biggest problem is that I, I actually missed that day in, in biology where you watched the video. I was I was way for like a, a sports tournament thing and I missed that day. So I'm sure like I say now that I'd be super confident and ready to go for it. And then I'd see something that would just give me nightmares. And then be like, done. That's it. Passed out on the ground. Wait, they showed you that in biology? Yeah, everyone everyone sees that video. No, I didn't do bio. Well, okay, well, oh, well, there we go. None of us are qualified. I I I did bio, and that was definitely not part of our curriculum. Really, 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 really. Watching the birthing video. I didn't no. do bio because I had to get like um, notes from my mom to like tell them that I couldn't do dissections. Uh, I had to do extra credit because I couldn't do dissections. Right. <clears throat> we didn't do dissections in bio either. What the hell school did you guys go to? A normal one? Uh, you guys both no. went to school in Edmonton, so like, sup. Which school did you go to in Edmonton? Rochette. Rochette. I went to Paige. J. Percy Page. Oh, maybe they do things differently at J. Okay. Wait, you guys must have had a bigger budget. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, just, just before we move on from this whole pregnancy video thing that I thought everyone watched, um, <laughs> my social teacher... Uh, I won't say his name. He he used to tell us this story that scarred him for life. That when he was in high school, his science teacher showed them the video of the woman giving birth, and it was her. His teacher <gasps> set up a camera and filmed herself giving birth to her child and showed that to the class when my no. social teacher was in high school. So whatever that would have been, like 20 years ago, 30 years ago maybe. How messed up would that be to then talk to your teacher after that? I don't, I feel like there's like a legal thing you're breaking there. You can't. There's like, there's like a line, you know? <laughs> Even if it's not illegal. Like thing. high school. That's a, yeah. that's a, yeah, that's, that's a, a sexual bad, harassment that's issue. That's a weird age to be shown. I don't know. Like, I would expect that if someone said that they did that in university, I'd be like, okay, yeah, 
Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I get that for whatever reason, but high school. Especially because you're volunt- stuff, it, when right? you're in university, you're voluntarily there to study that at that point. Right. Yeah. So I remember hearing that going, that is that is a step too far. Oh, boy. I don't know if I'd 100% want to see my teacher's vagina. But like some percent? Like, (laughs) I'm going to say no percent. Okay. Just clarifying. All right. All right. Continuing on? Yep. (laughs) Um, Okay, guys. So Charlie and Jin show up and he's like, Jack isn't coming because he's literally pouring his blood into Boone currently. Hello? Hey, Kate. Claire, is she okay? Where's Jack? He couldn't come. What do you mean he couldn't come? Yes, yeah, he's pouring his own blood into Boone's <gasps> arm right now. Okay. Okay. We'll just, we'll just have to pick her up and bring her to him. No, Kate. No, we have to get her to him before it's too late. Look, Jack said you have to deliver the baby. What? Now, he taught me through it. It's, no. It's, it's no, no, relatively Charlie, simple. I can't do this. Yes, you can. I have water. You're I, not I have listening towels. to me. It's... I can't deliver this baby. Well, somebody bloody has to. Why is no one worried about Boone? But like, hey, good luck. Okay, whatever. And then Jin is trying to help calm Claire. And Jin says, it will not take long. Try to be stable. Which is helpful. That's good advice. Even though she doesn't understand it. No. And then, uh, so then she's talking about how she's scared. And Kate's like, same. Like, he just like joins the conversation. He's just like, me too. (laughs) Like, from the background, like, like I'm also terrified. You weren't part of this, but okay. Also, Boone's dying. Also, Boone's dying, and no one, like, you know, they're like, that's not our storyline. So we're over here. And I'm like, guys, someone should at least be like, is Boone okay? (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Like, actually, Boone's still dying. And she's like, oh. Well, anyway, so Claire? (laughs) So Claire's, like, trying to hold the baby in, which is just not how it works. Yeah, that's, no, that thing comes out whether you want it to or not. Yeah, it's not gas. Like, you can't just... <laughs> you can't just not. Claire's worried that the baby will know that she tried to give him away. It's not gonna want me. It knows I don't want it, and I was gonna give it away. Babies know that stuff. Do you want this baby now? Hmm? You want it to be healthy and safe? Okay, your baby knows that too. You're not alone in this. We are all here for you. This baby is all of ours. But I need you to push. Okay? And then Charlie is like trying to help, and Jin's like, "Well, maybe let's not." He's like, he's like "I've been through this before. You don't want to. You don't want to <laughs> do don't. this." Yeah. Yeah. But you think this passes the Bechdel test, right? Well, that's the question. Yeah. Is, does this conversation pass the Bechdel test? If the baby was a girl, then it would for sure. Yeah. But since the baby is a boy, does it count? Because, Brittany, do you want to explain what the Bechdel test is for anybody who doesn't know? The Bechdel test is a sadly needed test in TV and film where two women have a conversation that is not about centered or in the presence of like men. And you would be surprised once you start looking for it, how rarely that happens. So we're just trying to figure out whether or not this counts because they're not technically talking about like a man in the sense where like traditionally those conversations happen because it's like a little baby. Mm -hmm. And they don't even know the baby's a boy yet. 
I would say that that must pass. Yeah. If they don't know. They don't even know. Yeah, that's true. It's just two women, like, supporting each other and having a conversation about themselves. Like, I'm trying to think of the rest of the episodes in this season, which were almost finished, if any of those episodes pass the Bechdel test. They don't. Like, There's one conversation that uh, Sun and Kate have. But they're talking about Jin. But Jin still makes his way into that one. Yeah. And then that's about it. The women don't talk to each other on the island. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I don't. Because have Kate and Claire really had a conversation before now? Really? Um, once about their signs, I think. But it was oh, kind yeah. of a side one. Yeah, you're right. That episode did pass. Yeah. Oh, but like the bar is really low when you have to look for like them having a conversation about their signs. I think that was White Rabbit. But yeah. I don't remember specifically. So like once you start looking for stuff like this and you start finding it or not finding it, it you get really depressed. <laughs> so uh the baby gets delivered it's a boy and then and then they're all happy boone's still dying boone's still dying he's not though. happy but everyone meets the baby in the morning and it's nice and i have thoughts on this later <laughs> you don't have them now no because i want to talk about boone first okay i like how we actually didn't have a lot of thoughts because his storyline really actually does speak for itself yeah and this, this episode was really intense. Like, usually the episodes will have, like, a piece of comedy. Like, there's there wasn't a lot of lightheartedness in this mm-hmm. episode. I feel like the flashbacks were supposed to be, like, the lightheartedness, but to me it just came off as taking attention away from the overall plot. Which um, you kind of need. You kind of need with that. With this yeah. Because it's too much to, like, just watch it straight. Mm-hmm. You need those breaks. Yeah. Brittany, you were texting me last night after you watched the episode. Do you want to talk about that? Oh, yeah. I was just saying, like, the thing that I really like about the intensity of this episode is that it's very dramatic without being melodramatic. Mm -hmm. So, like, no one's really chewing the scenery. It's just, it's a very quietly dramatic. And the intensity to me, you know, maybe because TV now is so intense and it's just relentless, like, grimness. Mm -hmm. This episode didn't feel like too much. But I mean, at the time, it might have. Like, yeah. To me, it's not stressful because it's so well done. I agree I with know. that. And also, uh, so much of the show is kind of the in- intensity comes from the mystery of what's going on with the island. And, you know, mm-hmm. there's a bunch of things that uh, they're hinting at that you're trying to put together. Whereas this one definitely just goes back to the traditional, like, survival instincts of, of all the people on the island. It doesn't, you know, draw any attention really to what's going on with the island that they're still trying to discover. So that was, it's it's nice to, to go back to that. Yeah, it's very character-based drama, which goes to show you that you don't have to, the plot doesn't have to drive the characters. The characters can drive the plot, which yeah. a lot of shows forget. And that's what's great about this one. Yeah. It's because it's about the characters. And like, even though it's like, there are the characters which are amazing, but there's also this giant mystery and all the lore of the island, which is also amazing. And, like, so there's something for everybody. Yeah, this show's really the whole package in a lot of ways that a lot of shows aren't. Yeah. This is, like, a, a straight-up episode from, like, a Grey's Anatomy or ER or something, right? Just yeah. set on an island. Yeah, that's kinda, exactly. That's kind of it. That's the biggest thing. I yeah, felt so totally bad it. for Jack in this episode. I don't always feel bad for Jack, but in this yeah. episode I did because I think that given sterilized instruments and you know, a hospital, he probably could have saved Boone. Yep. But he can't because he's on an island. 
Well, Everett, what's your opinion on Jack? You know, it's it's been it's been a while since I watched the show from from start to finish, so I I, I don't know how much I can come up with a legitimate answer that I'll stick to. Yeah. Uh, but I I tend to to like Jack. Um, I think he's got a lot of leadership that I admire, mm-hmm. uh, and I have to to watch that and know the problems that comes with being a leader is that you're going to have enemies. So I I still stick with the fact that I I do like Jack. When it comes to the Jack Locke battle, um, Locke is a is a great character on his own, um, and has more benefits when it comes to his character, more positives. But in my opinion, also has a bunch of negatives. Whereas Jack kind of, in my opinion, tends tends to stick around that neutral ground while still being unlikable and likable at times. But I'm on I'm on the Jack train. Interesting, because that's like I think that's borderline an unpopular opinion in the Lost fandom. Maybe amongst viewers. And I, but but if it is an unpopular opinion, I think it's just like slightly. Yeah. Like a 55, 45. There you go. That's the number you're <laughs> looking for. I was like, hang on, can she do it? <laughs> Type of thing, maybe. Yeah. But like we've said before, it's like Jack and Locke, I think, have like the same amount of positives and negatives, but people like Locke more so they tend to pay attention to the positives of Locke and people dislike Jack more so they tend to pay attention of to the negative points of Jack even though they're kind of the same amount of good and bad. Right, right. So. But I feel like they ha- also have different types of selfishness. Mm-hmm. So like Jack's selfishness doesn't get in the way of like other people's lives whereas Locke's selfishness like directly kills people. That's this true. Yeah. That's true. That's interesting because like Locke's selfishness is kind of like what and I you know I've always seen Locke as like I don't know Ravenclaw type of person but like thinking about that makes him a bit Slytherin-y. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say Locke is either Slytherin or Gryffindor. And there's a fine line. Yes. Hmm. Because all of Jack's selfishness is about his own mental state, I guess, because yeah. he's like I need to do this and I don't care what it like, you know, I don't care if I disagree with son, if son thinks I'm wrong because I have to save Boone for myself. Mm -hmm. Totally. But at the same time, he's still trying to save a life. Yeah. He's not putting someone in danger in terms of like they might live or die because he's in a situation where that's already a factor. Yeah. Which is what makes this episode so great because he kind of, gets to experience that and understand the positives that comes from him letting go haha letting go let it go let it go all right all right someone's gonna have to sing it okay i just did it i got it out of the way we're okay now all right never again or Mm -hmm. all right cool or like four more times i don't know sure okay so uh first of all they need to move boone around and then he needs what he what he does have, which is scissors and diapers, which is all he can use. Then he calls back to pilot part two, where Hurley faints when he's operating on the marshal. Oh, that's why he thought Hurley would faint. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? I mean, you look at Hurley and you think Hurley's going to faint because there's no blood in his face. Right. But, um, yeah. Okay, that makes he's more done sense. It Thanks. Then he... Gets Kate to go and get the alcohol from Sawyer. Boone's lung collapses. And then he has to like... Do the stabby thing. Stab a hole Which, okay, is it... Because like, isn't in the first episode they joke about the whole pen in the throat thing? Yeah. And then they do this. It's It's Boone too. 
It's like, obviously, I would never want to stab someone. Anyway, I hope I'm ever in that situation. But do you do something like that or do you not? I'm assuming no, because like, I'm not a doctor. Like the pen thing? Or just, yeah, no, you yeah. do that. You do yeah. it? Oh, yeah. Haven't you seen The Heat? That movie with well, Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy, and she she stabs yeah. him in the throat, and he drowns on his own blood, and he... Well, she did it wrong. <laughs> I don't know. Well, what it's do you think's like... going to happen when you stab? I just... It's like, there's a lot of TV and shows that say, like, we're going to joke that you should never do this because you're stabbing someone in the throat to make them breathe. But then How a lot perform... of times they do it, so I don't know. How to perform an emergency tracheotomy. But this isn't technically a tracheotomy because he's not stabbing him in the throat. Stab him in the chest. Yeah, he's going directly into the lung cavity to... Yeah, but, like, that's what the pen thing would be. How I to can't... perform a tracheotomy 13 steps with pictures! Oh, my God. Wiki okay. cow, thank you. See, this is the this is what she looked up late night on after she watched that TV special on the heat. Yeah, seriously, that 100%. scene will, will scar you. You're like, I should never do this in my life. Because you delude yourself into thinking, I could do that. No, you can't! Yeah, you're not Ooh, a doctor. Oh, I hate this. I don't want to Yeah, you this. cut their throat. And then stick a straw in it. And it's like, you know what? None of those things should be going inside just, another person. Yeah, just don't get in that situation. You're good. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why Jack is like, Boone's like, should I grab a pen? And Jack's like, okay, whatever. Go yeah, get a pen. And like, get, I'm, like, I'm busy face. doing exactly. something I'm else. I'm a doctor. Get out of here. So <laughs> it's like, okay, you shouldn't do that because he's joking about it. But that's, then a, he does. that's a great moment, too, because he's just like, um, I'm a lifeguard. And Jack's like, you're a garbage lifeguard then. <laughs> that's neat. But my question is, the hole in the chest, is that to drain the blood or to help him breathe? I think it's to help him it's breathe because it's yeah. his lung. Yeah. But how does that help him breathe? Because it's collapsed. Because it can't go through his throat, so it has to go through somewhere else? But it's the lung that collapsed, not his throat. But isn't it in regards to, like, the diaphragm can't inflate the lung anymore when it's collapsed? So, like, it just sits like an empty vacuum bag? You that's, know? What, that's what I see in my head. Okay. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> Wait, no one here is a doctor? I never went to doctor school. Wait, oh, shoot. We should find wow. someone else to be on this on this episode. Yeah. We need a doctor. But yeah, I think I was going to say something okay. else. Okay, stab people in the throat know. if you want. Stab-, <laughs> stab them if you don't want to. doesn't matter. It's probably not going to work li- anyways. We're not here to tell you how to live your life. Yeah. <laughs> live your dream, kid. Stab <laughs> someone at least once. But not if your dream is stabbing someone in the throat. Hey, well. Well, it's like gently. Gently? With the, with the thought yeah. of saving them. It's nice. Yeah. It's a nice gesture. Like in a friendly way. Intent. <laughs> Intent is important here. You go into the courtroom and they're like, so was... you stabbed a person. He's like, yeah, but. But Lost said. <laughs> I was trying to Lost say... gave me mixed messages. Everett told me I could. Everett's then... not a doctor, so do not, do not ever. <laughs> we do not condone stabbing people. Yeah. Well, unless it's to save them. Or in self-defense. Or just don't be in that situation. See, if it's in self-defense, I always think of that one scene from Red Eye. Did you, did you guys ever see that movie? Nope. No. She's been kidnapped, and he's, like, kidnapped her on there on a plane, and she takes a hollowed-out pen, and, like, this is, like, a hollowed-out pen that, like, she is, like, snuck on board. She pulls the thing out, and then while he's asleep, she just turns around and stabs him with the pen. Like, so, like right was in the he throat. having trouble breathing? Like, um, no, because he kidnapped her and she wants to murder him. Oh, it oh, was, it was okay. murder. <laughs> I think I, I the, the it was kidnapping murder. went over my head. I didn't realize that, so. Yeah, I don't know if I like 100% want to save the life of my kidnapper. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. So uh, Boone keeps going in and out of consciousness, but I don't think that counts as a knockout. No. Because he's not getting hit in the head. Well, no one, no one's knocking him out but his own brain. I might sneeze. <laughs> 
No, we're good. <laughs> Sorry. Right. Um, well, Boone wasn't... We, we counted Boone's knockout from last episode as a knockout because he got crushed by a plane and then was in- unconscious. So I don't think this counts. No. Everyone on that island has brain damage. Jack is like, Boone is not going to die because I'm going to fix it. I mean, he might die. I'm doing an impression of Fix It Felix. It's not very good because no one can actually hear it. But you can see it. You know Fix It Felix? I do. What's Fix It Felix? Brittany! What? Have you seen Wreck-It Ralph? Oh, yeah. Duh. Okay, I was like, girl, you need to watch Wreck-It Ralph. It's a great movie. I only watched it once. What? I own Wreck-It Ralph and I watch it. Well, I used yeah, to watch it all the you're time. You're a child, though. I thought we said she was old. Didn't we say at the beginning? Compared to her, I'm she a can... baby. Mm. You know what? I can say that. You can't say that. Okay. That's only okay when I say it. I think I'm, it's funny, like, Brittany, that people I'm are like... I'm 28. I'm not the crib keeper. Don't go and meet people you meet on the internet. <laughs> Deliberately goes to meet people on the internet. And I'm like, I think I'll move in with them. <laughs> <laughs> No, but that's, like, the whole concept behind people's, like, try explaining Tinder to someone from, like, 10 years ago. Yeah. You feel like you deliberately go meet people to hook up with them? What? Don't- you're gonna get murdered. Yeah. Sawyer calls Jin Kato, which is a reference to the Green Hornet, and that character was played by Bruce Lee, so that's why he calls him that. There you go. Uh, so just more fun Sawyer racism. Yeah. That's nice. He's like, Jin should swim off the island, lol. And then uh, Kate shows up and is like, I need the alcohol. And then an angel, he's like, okay, here you go. Like, he just gives it to her. How'd it happen? Mark said that uh, he fell off a cliff while they were out hunting boar. Boar they never seem to get. Is that it? Afraid so. You need anything else? I can come with you. Too many cooks already. But thanks. First of all... I think even if Kate hadn't gotten carte blanche in Outlaws, that he still would have given it to her because he would have seen how urgent it was. Well, I forgot Kate got carte blanche, so I just assume that that's why he did it. I remember because it's my favorite show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think he would have just given it to her because he's a nice person sometimes. (laughs) Robin's attempt at good guy Sawyer. (laughs) I appreciate him. Okay. Robin, who's your favorite character? Guess. Boone. No. <laughs> Not anymore. No, Boone. Boone, once again, I always make this joke, but I think it's really funny. Boone is literally, like, on the island being like, so, like, when is our mom's going to come pick us up? Because <laughs> <laughs> this is, like, not great. That's me if I got stranded there, though. I'd be like, when's my mom coming? Me too. I know she's going to get here. Someone call my mom. Sawyer offers to come with and help, and she's like, no, that's okay. And he's like, okay, bye. But he's a good guy. He's a good guy. He tried. He wanted to That was a nice thing to do. That's unusual for him. Jack is stitching up Boone. He needs a blood transfusion. Um, He's going to set the leg. And son's just like, take a break. Charlie showed up. And he was just like, sup, Jack. And Jack's like, I'm busy. How is he? Don't know yet. What happened out there? Where's Lot? I don't know. What, he just took off? Yeah. Charlie, he just took off. Where's Shannon? I don't know. Well, she's his sister, you don't- I don't know where she is. Okay, kind of like super mad at Locke for Balin. Yeah, it's not cool. Like, dude, your protege is, like, dying. Although I wouldn't- I, I don't know if I would call it murder like Jack does. That's a little no. too extreme. Mm, bit much. I would call it coerced idiocy. Also, like, that's a 
Oh, okay. That's a little just some big words. <laughs> I forgot. Did you have another thought? Uh, I, I did. It's gone now. The big I'm word so confused sorry. me. Like, whoa. Okay. We're talking about if it was murder or not. I know. I don't remember it's what gone. I was going to say at all. I'm so sorry. Okay. So this part kind of bothered me a little bit because um, Sun says, hey, we should put this stick. Like, like give him this stick. <laughs> Jack's like, we don't have time for herbal remedies right now. And Sun's like, excuse you very much. This I, isn't a herbal remedy. I, I think like doctors do that, right? Yeah. Like, they, yeah. So I feel like that was a bit of like a weird assumption on, on Jack's part. Like it makes sense because that's what she's been doing this whole time. Is she's been like, give this to Shannon for her asthma. Do this for, for this. Like this one's for headaches. Sawyer has headaches. Well, here's some leaves that you can use for that or whatever. And those things have mostly been working so that's why it's kind of annoying that jack is just like that's not gonna help right now this is serious or whatever you don't have any medicine idiot that might be like a little (laughs) helpful all you have also it's a stick like you know what (laughs) you know what a stick is right you know what is it's like he's like my dad never took me camping i don't know what a stick (laughs) is if 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 this is like actually like i'm trying to figure out what's going through jack's head right now is like he thinks that Sun is like has this remedy, right? And she's just like, give him this stick. And Jack's like, oh yeah, that's gonna help. A stick. Like Jack's like, thanks, Sun. A stick. I think he probably thinks it's like the root of something because he doesn't know anything about plants. True. Because I don't know anything about plants. Thank you. So if Brittany doesn't know anything, neither does Jack. I mean, yeah. That that logic tracks. Great. Um, so you're also a spinal surgeon? Yeah, in my off hours when I'm not doing oh, this. Oh, so you know as much as Jack. Do you stab someone in the throat or not? <laughs> nah, just kidding. Let's move on from that. Eh? <laughs> what a stupid question. Of course you do. Only in self-defense. Or when you feel like it. Yeah, I guess. That's what we've learned. If you get bored. So now they're going to set his leg and Boone's going to scream loudly because, yeah, that makes sense. Where do we see that again? I shouldn't say. And then poor Hurley's like sitting right outside being like, this is the last thing that I would like to hear. Plugs his ears. Yeah. Poor guy. Same. I'm Hurley. Shout out to Hurley for sticking around though. Yeah. Just in case he needs them. Yeah. And then he does need them. He knows that he's probably not needed, but I feel like his presence alone is like, okay, we have some kind of backup. Some good vibes. Like it's a placebo. Hmm. I love Hurley. He's important. So now um, they ask him what his blood type is. Girl, I don't know. <laughs> and somehow Boone knows because he's a lifeguard, question mark? I don't know any lifeguards. Oh, I don't know how to Actually, my cousin's that's a fair. You know what, Brittany? When we go to the water park tomorrow, uh-huh. we should find a lifeguard and be like, do you know your blood type? And should I stab someone <laughs> in the throat? <laughs> okay, but also my cousin's coming to the water park with us and she's a lifeguard. So actually I could probably just text her. Yeah, I'm going to text just her. Like- text her and ask her asleep but i'm gonna ask her caitlin's gonna be like why are you asking me this what's do you know what your blood type is that's what i'm gonna ask i feel like no one needs a reason when you text them just be like all right do you know what she's gonna be like what do you need this for are you planning on killing me do you know what your blood type is do when you try to kill someone you ask for their blood type (laughs) i don't think that means anything damn you're right you're right (laughs) um that's how you know you know if you're like in an alley or whatever and like a scary dude what's comes up behind type? you and goes what's your blood type and you're like whoa i'm gonna get murdered today there it is that's that's how it happens that's, that's how, how we is. go um jack is frustrated because he can't make a needle that works which i get because he really feels like he could probably have saved him 
if he probably could if have. he actually had something good. Turns out his blood type is A negative, because Boone knows. So yeah, Charlie, go find people with blood types that they know, and also find Shannon, which he doesn't do. He just does the other thing, which makes sense because priorities. Well, he doesn't really have time to find Shannon. Yeah. I found an A. Positive or negative? She doesn't know. I also found two B positives and one AB negative. At least he thinks so. Did you find any O negative? Someone said A negative. Where is she? We split up. I thought she'd be back here. So you only asked four people? I asked the whole sodding camp. No one knows the blood type. I don't know my bloody blood type. Which makes me feel bad. I feel like I should know now. I feel like... I feel like... Go ahead. No, you had. Oh, crap. She Maybe gets to forgot. talk. She gets to talk all the time. Okay, all right. <laughs> yep. I feel like every time a show talks about needing to know someone's blood type, my immediate reaction is, crap, I don't know. And this is going to bite me in the butt one day. And I wonder if wonder, I wonder if every everyone watching has that reaction, you know? And yeah. lots of times it's like, no, people don't know. I think they did that in Gone Girl movie Gone Girl, they're like, what's your wife's blood type? He's like, I don't know. And they shame him for it. And they're like, you're the murderer because you don't know. And he's like, I was like, what if what if that happens to me one day? I need to know this stuff, but I've never done it. So I feel like shows all the time making audiences feel bad for not knowing the blood type. I don't know my friend's blood types. I don't even know my own blood type. Exactly. What if they think I murdered them? Gone Girl. You Gone girl yourself. It's a verb now. Yep. If my life was Gone Girl, that would just be the worst possible thing ever. I mean... Gone Girl. I feel just like pass. that's true for anyone. Just just pass. Okay. And then Jack is like, what, you asked four people? Four is a number. That's a fact. Oh, yeah. And um, so Sun shows up. And oh, also Charlie's like, um, yeah, no, I asked everyone. How stupid do you think I am? Just like no one knows what their blood type is. <laughs> Jack, being a doctor, is just like, what? Everyone I know knows what their blood type is. He only knows is. doctors. He's you like, I have doctors. all blood types memorized yeah. for everyone. But okay. Okay, great, Jack. What's my blood type then? <laughs> yeah, Jack. Well, Jack knows everything that you know, so he doesn't know yours. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> Sun has a sea urchin, and Jack's like, thank you, Sun. I actually believe in you now. Um, he's like, we need to find someone who's O negative. And Charlie's like, crap, I didn't ask for that one. And Jack's like, it's all good, because here I am. Because of course he is. I have thoughts on the fact that, like, Jack is a universal donor because of course he is because he's Jack and like and also because it's it's good narratively that's that's storytelling right (laughs) there but like because it was written like that I feel like I'm trying to say this eloquently oh unrealistic (laughs) (laughs) I'm usually pretty okay Brittany (laughs) no you are much more eloquent than I am find a new co-host so It's like, he's the hero. He has to save everyone. And like, so he can because he's a universal donor. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Sorry, I I got a little confused. So like, since he's a universal donor, he can like help everyone. And because Mm. he's a doctor and he's Jack and his whole thing is helping everyone. Exactly. Exactly. What what a perfect career then to be a doctor. Yeah, he chose really well. I wonder if Christian Shepard is also O negative. We will never know. Jack would know, probably. I mean, yeah, probably. Jack, as yeah. Everyone's Sorry, guys. I'm Jack, but I don't know. Theory. Every time Jack meets someone, he's like, hi, I'm Jack Shepard. What's your blood type? That's his pickup line. <laughs> <laughs> That's a weird pickup line. Yeah, it doesn't work. Uh, especially because he probably just gets, I don't know, every time. Yeah, seriously. No one knows. 
He's like, oh, then you're not the one for me. Well, like, then let mind. me find <laughs> out. <laughs> no, <What>? no! Because <laughs> <laughs> he's a doctor? No, See, no that work. just makes me think I'm getting stabbed <laughs> today. <laughs> All right, well. He's like, you into some weird stuff? Like I said, it's a bad pickup line. It doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Because Jack work. has zero game, and we know that. So he's like, it could send him into shock. And Charlie's like, oh, and then he'll die. And Jack's like, no, he's not going to die. Don't say the D word. <laughs> Don't say that. Doctors have to deal with that all the time. And and that's what I wonder is it's like in White Rabbit, episode 105, Nerd. Christian said, you don't have what it takes. Christian talks about how he there was a little boy around Jack's age at the time because it was a flashback who died on his operating table today and he just has to go home and have a drink and eat dinner with his family. That's just how he has to live his life. Like, you can't let it bother him. And, you know, you watch it and you think, Christian's the worst. He He's so heartless. But also, like, this is a thing that doctors actually have to do. Uh Uh-huh. And, like, you can't live your life being, like, haunted by these things because that's your job and you just have to do the best that you can and that's exactly. that's all you can do yeah. so him saying jack you don't have what it takes came off as being mean and and not fair but if he can sense in his son that like his son cares just too cares much. too much then like maybe that's what he meant not that i like her to jeopardy's trash but yeah no but i think there's they exist at extremes mm-hmm And there's definitely, like, a middle ground because Christian feels nothing and thus learns nothing from his mistakes. Yeah. Jack feels everything and remembers every mistake he's ever made. Right. So I feel like a good doctor is right in between where they allow themselves to process the grief that they feel and then build upon what they've learned from that experience. Yeah. Cool. We're all super smart. All right. Yeah. If we have to say it, I feel like it's not true. Sometimes I'll go back and listen to our podcast and I'll be like, good point, Robin. (laughs) (laughs) Quote yourself in an essay. (laughs) Yeah, it was me. So Boone wakes up and he tells Jack about the plane that fell on top of him and says that it was a secret about the hatch and that John told him not to tell. Then he's like, you know, muttering about Shannon and such. And it's like, was the hatch really worth Boone's life? I mean, given what's inside it, maybe. We get <laughs> We get that, of course. Uh, uh, yeah, sorry, we don't bad. know what's in the hat. I like that we had the exact same there. thought, though. My bad. <laughs> I literally the same thought. I'm like, yes, it's <laughs> Of course it's worth it. <laughs> okay, so my next note is just Jack looks like garbage. Which he does. I'm like, wow, ah. mean. Yuck. Shout out to the makeup department, though. Snaps. Is oh, when his he, lips are uh, when all blue? after he gives all the blood. Yeah, and he ha- and his face is just like and, and her goes, white. You look, you look goth. Goth, yeah. Right. Yeah, so either way, it's not working because the blood is pooling in his crushed leg because he it was crushed and he didn't fall off a cliff. Um, I like how big the leg had to get before Jack was like, oh, that's not normal. Yeah, that took a long time. <laughs> like, how long did you, like, when could you figure out that the blood was pooling in his leg? But also, I don't want to know. His leg grew three sizes that day. <laughs> Ew. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So, son's like, yeah, no more blood for you. I don't think so. Then he's like, Hurley, go get Michael. Michael shows up and he's like, oh, I don't know. So they are going to cut off Boone's leg with this cargo container thing. No. Why haven't they been using that as an axe this whole time? Seriously. I do not know. Sun is saying that Boone is bleeding internally, so like none of this is actually going to happen because you can't save him. And Jack says, don't tell me what I can't do. And you're like, 
nerd. Yikes. Okay. That's just not. Like you said in the recap, find a new role model. Like, did he hear that from Locke? See, every time that Locke says that on the island, Jack isn't there. So Same person. Coincidence? Question mark? The island's like, hey, I have a catchphrase for you. I'm <laughs> trying to really make it catch on. Use this. I'm trying to make fetch happen. I appreciated your joke. I didn't laugh, sorry. But I did appreciate it. Thank you. I don't need to, I don't need to laugh. I entertain myself. I respect that. <laughs> he tells Michael that he can leave because Michael obviously doesn't want to be there. And then Sun is also doesn't want to be there because she's mad. Boone ends up stopping him because he's ready to give up and he can let go. I'm not going to let you give up. I know you mean. I promise. Let you And he says the phrase, I'm letting you off the hook, which is a regularly spoken phrase. I just did finger quotations. The last time we heard it was when... Do you know that this is an audio podcast? That's why I said I did finger quotations, Brittany. Okay. Okay. Just letting you know. Yeah. The last time we heard that was when... Because Jack had told Rose on the plane that he would uh, keep her company until Bernard came back from the bathroom. And she said, it's okay, you don't have to. I'm letting you off the hook. And so... Here is Boone also saying, I'm letting you off the hook because it is a regularly spoken phrase. And I cry. And you cry? Yes, Be- because I love Rose. Oh, not because Boone's dying. <laughs> uh, no. Um, Listen, I feel bad that Boone died, but like, that's really all that needs saying. He, want to, he went on to other TV shows, so he's okay. Yeah, he was busy. Yeah. He became a m- bigger character in a different thing. So sorry that's about fine. it. And then, you know, Jack is sorry and Boone's like, don't be sorry, it's chill. Anyway, bye. Death is but the next great adventure. His last words are like, tell Shannon. And you're like, tell Shannon what? Tell Shannon what? This is the Doctor and Rose all over again. No! I knew that would get you. That's too sad. Don't bring that up. Well, am I wrong? You're not wrong, but I'm sad now. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm not, though. Anyway, Shannon and Saeed are walking down the beach, and Jack has to go tell them because Jack is used to doing that because he's a doctor. And then we have Shannon crying over Boone. You had thoughts on this, didn't you? I just, I love the way that she chooses to play this scene. Like, even when Jack's walking up and you can see that, like, he's telling Shannon and she just kind of takes a couple steps back. Yeah. And then you go to this scene and she's not, like, doing the screaming. She's not, like, doing the outright sobbing. It's just sort of, like, a quiet, like, processing of what happened Mm -hmm. where she's just kind of sitting there like crying but very silently trying to understand what she's looking at i just think it's so beautifully done where it does not feel melodramatic it feels completely authentic to me yeah maggie's always good for that she's always good Mm -hmm. real good at crying yeah but also like in this episode we just saw her be like no i don't even like boone whatever and then we see this and it's like well, it's not that she doesn't like Boone. It's that she doesn't, you know, like sleeping with Boone on account of he's her brother. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, that's what I said when we did Hearts and Minds is, like, not excuse it, but make more sense if they had become sibling-like at 16 or 17. But yes. the fact that they grew up because they were 8 and 10, grew up as siblings, makes it even weirder. It makes it super disgusting. Yeah. 
And I tend to like blame Boone for it when I know that like Shannon is also like yeah the exact same participant. I don't know why. Well, I think that's because like in Hearts and Minds, we saw like we always thought that Shannon was kind of doing it to manipulate Boone. But I mean, if you were super, super against it, you'd be like, no, that's off the table. But she wasn't. So. But also like you can see that like she's moved on from it, whereas Boone has become more and more obsessed with it. Yeah. And it's like, gross, please stop. How much incest do we have to talk about on this show? This better be the end of it. (laughs) Something that I was kind of thinking about in this final scene, you know, with just the music over top, and we'll talk about that in the Hurley's Walkman section, but Shannon and Saeed walking across the beach. And, like, I guess I'm just thinking about the minor characters, like like I do. Mm -hmm. Love those tiny characters that no one else cares about. And do you think they see that and they're just like, I don't know how to explain this, but, like, they saw Shannon Saeed's whole relationship come together, I guess. And, like, mm-hmm. it, I don't – it's like they came to the island and they saw Saeed, and then they were like, cool, that's Saeed. And then they saw Shannon and they were like, cool, that's Shannon. And, like, no one expected that to happen, really. And so I guess I'm just wondering if the minor characters are like, oh, okay. Like, are they – have they been shipping them the whole time? I knew that's the question you were really asking. Are are the minor characters us? I guess is my question. Oh, I see. The ones that are just in the like, background. Yeah, are they that, just like, like yeah. there's like oh. one guy fishing, but he's got no fishing rod. He's just like air fishing or something. But like they're walking down the beach and they're like, you know, everyone's around Claire's baby and everything. And they see them. And they're just like, oh, what happened? Oh, what's happening there? Wink, wink. You know, does that make sense? I went a I really like roundabout if, way to say that, but if I were one of them, I'd I'd be like, oh. Oh, yeah, and, and also just like, ooh, yikes, yeah. she doesn't even know. Yeah. I'd be like, I'm going to leave because this is going to be really painful to watch. Yeah. Lastly, uh, Jack says that Boone was murdered by Locke. Ooh, I have a thought, actually. There was this great moment in the music in this moment. Like, it's really subtle, but, like, Giacchino's always really great for, like, subtle, like, music and everything. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> where Jack... And Kate are having this conversation and like everything's in minor or in major. They're still talking about, you know, still coming off like the conversation with Claire and her baby and everything. And then as soon as Jack says he didn't die, he was murdered. As soon as he says he was murdered, it's like the same music, except it like switches over to minor for the rest of the thing. And it's really cool. A little crunchy. Yeah. Want to talk about it? Talk about what? You didn't die, Jack. You didn't die. He was murdered. What? Jack, where are you going? Find John Locke. It's very good, like a good suspenseful, like, don't cue. Yeah. And then it does the whale, which sounds like this. That's wow, Kate, less a whale, a whale, more of a whining cat? No, that's what it's called, like, in in the fandom. It's called the whale. Oh, I know. I'm making fun of how you think a whale sounds. It wasn't up to me. I didn't name it, Brittany. All right, well. A text! It's from Caitlin! No, I've always wanted to know, but I have no idea. This just in. Lifeguards don't know. Lifeguards don't need to know. This is all a lie. No one knows. I bet you no one knows. No, No one ever knows, actually. I'm going to ask my sister if she knows. Okay. Lindsay doesn't know either. Wait, I have a theory. Okay. Do you think, like, old people know their blood types? Like, you mean 
because they have to like stick their finger with stuff for like what is that diabetes and stuff okay not all old people have diabetes. i wasn't saying that all old people did i just said that some of them do I just feel like when, like, you get to, like, like, my grandpa, for instance, is, like, 84, and I just feel like he knows his blood type. Okay, here, I'm gonna add- Like, if you think about your grandparents, do you feel like they know their blood types? Is my mom home? One sec. Mom! What's your blood type? A positive. All right, that's good to know. Your mom a lifeguard? No, no. (laughs) She just gives blood all the time because she's a better person than me. Mm. Okay? My mom is A positive, so- I watched a video about who, like, which blood types could give blood to, like, which blood types. And it was interesting, actually, because if you are A negative, then you can give it to A negative, A positive, AB negative, and AB positive. But if you're A positive, no one's going to understand this because I'm talking too much. If you if you're A positive, you can only give it to A positive or AB positive. So if you're negative, you can give it to... Everyone, but if you're positive, you can only get two wrongs make a right. Math. (gasps) My pop thinks his blood type is O. Ooh, ooh, positive or negative? I don't think it can just be O. Okay, well, you know what? I can't expect that much more. But I did research. He's busy. But like, that's why that's why O negative can give to everybody because O positive can give it to all the positives. But negative can give to everyone. Exactly. Science. Yo, blood is weird. Blood is weird. Yes. Caitlin says Screw that you. um, knowing your Screw blood people. type is not a requirement for lifeguarding. I feel like maybe, like, in retrospect, we could have guessed that. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. this is actual proof. Then how did Boone know? That's now the question. Yeah. How did he know? Maybe he's a good dude. He gave blood. Maybe he's he's that guy. Maybe he was obsessively researching all the ways he and Shannon were similar. Oh. Yeah! No! No! <laughs> You're welcome! No! That's bad. Brittany, time well, out. Well, <laughs> someone has to have the bad thoughts. Oh, God. That's nasty. All right. What's next? Okay. Flashbacks, eh? Flashbacks. Cool. Oh, uh, yes. These very useful and necessary flashbacks that tell a coherent story that I care about. Okay. Mark. We start with our friend Mark Silverman, who you may have seen in White Rabbit. And the reason that you might know him is because he was the kid that Jack saved from being bullied. I forgot about that. Mark Silverman. He's only in these two episodes. Is he the one who's getting the bow tie? Yeah. Okay. Can we just talk about real quick how that is Scott Farkas from Christmas Story? Like the most beloved Christmas movie of all time. Scott Farkas, the bully. The fox face kid. Look it up. That is shocking. It's so timely because Christmas is in like a week. And. Well, last week, if you're listening to it. Um, well, in Everett's home. time, it's it's next week, and I love the, the movie, and that's Scott Farkas. Zach Ward played wow. the role of Mark Silverman. Um, had a breakthrough as the bully in Scott Christmas Story. Scott Farkas. You true. Look at that guy. True, true. All right. That's okay. a fact. Cool. So, Mark Silverman. We like when they bring back characters. Um, last time we saw him, he was a kid, though. But it's nice that when we saw them in White Rabbit... They were getting bullied, and then, like, Jack was going to be let go, but then he decided to get up and help Mark Silverman, even though he got beat up some more. And then they continued on to be best friends forever, and he was his best man at his wedding. Cute. That's friendship. Robin, who's your best man? My best man? Yeah. I don't know. That's up to somebody else. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh my God, what's the... Maid of Honor. Maid of Honor. Ah, it's Callie, Brittany. I'm sorry. Well, I fully expected that because my sister's mine. So. Okay, well, you can be number two, all right? Cool, 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 cool. Okay. Cool. Everett, who's your best man? Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't I expect that answer? <laughs> and then as a close backup, is it between Lynn and The Rock? Mm, uh, I gotta go Lynn. He would, he would make the best speech ever. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Oh my gosh, he would wrap a speech. That would be so cool. He would have written it just for you. I know, it would be amazing. This is a good question. All right. He would be, so, and he would throw the most amazing bachelor party. See, I took mine seriously, and now I want to. <laughs> you regret it. You regret it. You're like, I don't want my sister anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> now I want. See, I know my sister would be dope at it, so I'm like, I'm good to go. Who should I pick as my celebrity maid of honor? Celebrity, yeah. Tina Fey. If you're gonna pick no, a celeb, I like Tina Fey. <laughs> no, mind you. I don't know. Why did you say that. No, not Tina Fey. She'd be boring. Um. Ooh, I'm gonna choose Tina Emma Fett. Watson. She would give a good speech. Uh huh. She's British. And she's British and really nice. Uh huh. Yeah, that's my answer. I think. I would pick someone like Zendaya. Okay. Okay. Because I feel like she would know all the coolest things to do. Yeah, like give me those spoilers on that new Spider-Man, eh? <laughs> there you go. How uh, quickly are you getting married here? Oh, yeah. You got to do that real quick then. <laughs> new Sp- Spider-Man. She's like, that was 10 years yeah, ago. Yeah, seriously. They've already made three new Spider-Mans. <laughs> She's like, which one? She's already like an Oscar-winning actress. Yeah. Anyway, Mark, bow tie discourse. Something about bow ties? I don't know how to tie a bow tie. Does anyone else? Nope. No. Nope. Cool. One of my theater instructors, he wore a bow tie every single day. His name's Thomas. And you always knew whether you could talk to him, uh huh. Whether his bow tie was tied or untied. Oh, so that's a great character trait. Like not like you could you could talk to him, but he was better and more relaxed to talk to if he had his bow tie. You know what? I respect that. I wish everyone had a bow yeah, tie so that you'd know a bow tie flag. That's a great indication of like the state of someone's brain. Mark says that after eight beers, he'll be okay. Eight. That's too many. Is a number. That's fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, damn it, just get the stupid clip on, huh? You know why they call it a tie? Because you gotta tie it. You know why they call it a clip on? Because you clip it on. You nervous, Silverman? What the hell do I have to be nervous about? It's a big responsibility. I can handle responsibility. <laughs> Maybe, but I know that you don't like to get up in front of a crowd. I'll be fine. After about eight beers, I'll be fine. <laughs> Show bust you, man. I'll brush my teeth. Show bust you. Still back out, Mark. Nah. It's just a stupid speech. I'll make you proud. <laughs> okay, groom's turn. Uh, so he's the best man. Jack's the one who is the groom. I like this fake out. I think it was funny. It is, yeah, especially because Jack's wearing the single worst shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Shows up to his wedding wearing that shirt. Well, he's getting changed, Choices. bud. Yes. You, you know what? I stand by Jack having a bad fashion. Yeah. Okay. I stand by mm-hmm. it. Um, I liked this moment in this scene, though, that um, Jack was just like, she'll be able to tell. Like, she's going to call you out. She know- she'll she be able to know that you're drinking or whatever. And he's like, no, she won't. And then once they get to the wedding rehearsal, Sarah goes up and is just like, so who's been drinking today? So she knows, just like he said that she would. Well, I mean, I feel like it's not hard to tell. I mean, that's tr- true. But like, you're going to smell like beer almost. After eight beers, you're going to smell yeah. like beer. 
I don't know. Um, okay, so they met two years ago. She was in a car crash. Her back was broken and she was supposed to be paralyzed. But Jack promised to fix her. And now she can dance at her wedding. So, like, we end up seeing these flashbacks a little later, I believe, in the season two uh, premiere. Yeah, actually, like, this, the way she's talking about it is more of a fairy tale than it actually was when we end up seeing it. What do you mean? Like, when, I don't want to say too much, but when we when we see it later, it seems more like... You know, he promises to save her, and all of the people in the operating room are like, dude, you can't do that. You can't just promise to fix people. And, like, she makes it sound like it was so romantic and and fairy tale like when it really wasn't when we actually see it. Yeah, and, I mean, we're really seeing this from Jack's point of view where he kind of sees it. Yeah. Like, he sees her as more fairy tale like because she's, like, the project that he fixed. Yeah. And we see her referring to herself as the project that he fixed. Yeah. Which isn't how you want to identify yourself, I think. I mean, I don't know. It depends on, you know, what's happened in your life, yeah. too. So Jack is playing the piano. Guys, Jack has other talents. Yeah. Who, who thought? What's that about? Sarah comes down in her pajamas, and Jack calls him PJs, which I think is delightful. There's where he says it. Now I remember. Yeah. Got it. Robin was talking about this in the car. She's like, I love that he says PJs. I was like, why? She just, she just thinks it's adorable. Because it's Jack. He's the most serious person ever and he says PJs. And I said it would be cuter if he said jammies. <laughs> that would be funny. Gonna go get my jammies on. Jack Shepard, jammies. Those girls are checking you out. You're in your PJs. Indeed I am. Are they cute? Who? The girls are checking me out. Mm. One of them's kind of cute. The other one's just trashy. <laughs> she has a 44 on her shirt. And four, four is, is a number. number. That's a fact. That's a fact. 40, 44 is also a number. That's true. That's Can we talk about how fact. I said 44? <laughs> I was going to let it go, but uh, you can talk about it if you want. I'm never going to miss an opportunity to drag myself for accidentally saying the word fart. Okay. Okay. They start playing Heart and Soul, which is a song that most people play on the piano. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. It's like one of the ones that most people can play. But then she can't. But then she messes up. But I have a question. Okay. Was that really the easy part? Because his part seemed a lot easier. He's just playing like the same three notes, whereas she's having to go up and down and up and down. That's true. I always thought that the, the the higher part was the easy part. Yeah, because that's the part that most people know. There's less rhythm to it, you know? Yeah, you just you gotta, gotta do it. But like, all Jack has to do is repeat the same thing over and over and over again. It's like, you can't have a conversation and play the piano. That's what we learn. Okay. Maybe they're both just hard if you don't know how to play the piano. Wow. Oh, there's a fun fact. Does anyone know how to play the piano here? I took two years of piano. I know very basic piano. I took two years of piano. I also know very basic piano. I took two years of piano. I have forgotten how to play the piano. (laughs) Rookie. But I took. But you can play. You can play the um, the, You can play the clarinet. I can play the clarinet and I can play the recorder. Hey, those are things. Thanks. I was gonna say oboe, so I'm glad I said clarinet. Super oboe would make sense because it too is high pitched and annoying. But no, it was the clarinet. Mm-hmm. Good self-drag. So Sarah is like, listen, you don't have to write your vows. And Jack's like, no, I will. Because I am determined to do everything. I'm going to do it. 
And then he gets all jumpy because a taxi is happening and she's like, oh, your dad will show up. Never does it like say whether Margot, his mom, showed up. And like when they, when he's saying his vows and everything, he like, you know, we have shots on like Christian being like, yes, that is my son. Mm-hmm. Ah, yes, I look proud or whatever. And it's like, shouldn't Margot be right beside him? Because as far as we know, like her and Christian like never got a divorce because it, yeah, when Jack had to go get him from Australia, she was just like, go get your dad. And he was like, okay, I'm going to their house or whatever. So where's Margot? It's my question. I- I feel like that's, like, lost, like, continual de-emphasis on the importance of mothers in any of these characters' lives. Because it's always daddy issues. It's always fathers. It's always, like, male role models. The only, like, mother that we see, and, like, you know, it's more in a spoiler territory, but is really, like, Claire. Claire, Kate. Yeah. But, again, like, those are... Um, Faraday. Faraday's Faraday's mom. got a mama. Yeah, but, you know... <laughs> You know how that one is. <laughs> um, oh, weird, that one. <laughs> we see Jin's mom in one episode. But they don't, like, they don't play huge roles. Right. Like, Hurley's mom, I think, other than, like, Claire Carmen, and Kate, yeah. is, like, yeah. the most notable, like, mom role. Yeah. Whereas True. every single one of these characters has daddy issues. Every single one of them. Yeah, can't can't really name a character without daddy issues. Yeah. Uh, Jin. He does have issues with his dad, though. Even though his dad isn't garbage, he was, like, always ashamed with, of him, and he kept saying he was dead. Yeah, see? I there would you say go. it's daddy issues. Yep. Daddy issues one-on-one right there. So then Sarah's like, okay, I'll be upstairs, bye. And she's like, I'm excited to marry you, Jack. And I'm like, wow, no one else is. <laughs> <laughs> also, I just can't see here as anything but Claire Dunphy. Yeah, it's that. hard. It's hard to watch that. Yeah. She's always been great in, in this show, though. Let me see. How many episodes has she been in? I'm going to take a wild guess and say six. I'm going to say eight. Ooh, five. Oh. Price is right rules. We all lose. Yeah, true. I was just thinking that. Sarah Wagner. Formerly. Boy, I sure wish my dogs would stop barking. I can hear them. They sound nice. I wasn't... Wow, it's nice to they have good nice. headphones because I'm not hearing that at all. <laughs> they, they sound ferocious, but they're actually very nice and big, dumb, floppy things. That's, that's, that's a good. dog. That's what dogs are. Yeah, that's a great summation of dogs. Actually. How are the cats? The cats are doing good. Kobe decided to sleep on me at three in the morning last night. So that was a fun thing to wake up to. Just like fully 15 pounds of cat jumping on your stomach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a lot of cat. What about the deaf one? Oh, uh, he just scream. Mm. He scream. I relate. I also <laughs> scream. Whenever Tigger is mildly inconvenienced, he just starts screaming. Jack is sitting in the pool. And he's got alcohol. And I'm just like, <laughs> if she was expecting Jack to come upstairs, like, pretty quickly, he's like, okay, I'll be right there. And then he just, like, is like, well, I guess I'll just stay here until I'm done or whatever. She's falling asleep by now. Wait, but it's, like, the night before their wedding. Why would they be in the same room? I don't know. They never say they won't be in the same room. But isn't it tradition that you're not? Well, I think that's, like, on the actual day. Oh, so no, they wake the up and they're before. like, ah! No, it's no. the day and the night before. Okay. I don't know. I, okay. I don't know these things. I've never been married. But yes, I do believe that's true. They're, yeah. You're not supposed to sleep in the same room. Oh, I see. Okay. So Sarah was like, winkity wink, I'll be upstairs. And Jack was like, okay. I don't care. <laughs> He's like, do whatever have you a nice want. time I then. I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> I'm going to go drink my face off like, by the pool. I'm not going to break the With rules. my dad. I don't think Christian is an alcoholic yet. In this storyline, because Jack wouldn't be like, oh, here's here's all alcohol. my alcohol, dad. Christian was in first class because he's a fancy guy. There are these vows 
And he's like, yeah, those are Sarah's, not mine. And then he makes a Star Trek quote. He does? Mm-hmm. He what says, he, he says, you're a doctor, not a writer. Oh, my God. How did I miss that? I don't know. Lostpedia just tells me things. Jack is talking about uh, what if he's not the husband and the father that he wants to be. And it's like, okay, that's fair. Sure. Yeah. I feel like that's something that everyone stresses about the night before their wedding. And Jack says, what if I only asked her because he fixed her? Well, what what if, Jack? What if? What if that's absolutely true? And then we talk a little bit about commitment and letting go. And it's like, that's Jack's whole thing. Letting go and fixing things. My question is, how did Christian get to know Jack enough to have that insight? True. He's always been like, I don't know you. Yeah. I mean, also like rare, like, male protagonist who is told that commitment is something they're good at. <laughs> it's like him and like Ross Geller. Ross. Those are two of the like worst examples you can make. I, I know that's why I made them. Um, so the last flashback is that they're now at the altar. Sarah finishes her vows and now it's Jack's turn. So like, is this a Hawaiian wedding? I think that's what we're supposed to assume. Yeah. That's nice that they yeah. chose to do a Hawaiian wedding. Yeah. On Hawaii. What like as a as a tribute? That's a real easy one. Yeah. So it's like makes sense that Christian had to take a plane, you yeah. know. But also, I feel like destinations weddings. Like I'm just gonna be like, sorry, I can't go. Like I'm trying to save up money to move. Robin, what? if I have a destination wedding in Hawaii, you are coming whether you like it or not. You paying for my airfare? Nope. But it's Hawaii, so you won't be able to resist. Mm, okay. So Jack talks about how he couldn't write it. And why what why is that? And you think, oh crap. He's gonna he's, he's gonna, gonna leave her. To bail. <laughs> and then he talks about how he she didn't or he didn't save her, she saved him. Wah wah. Wah wah. Okay. Great. They did it. Good job. The doctor was saved by the non doctor. That's Claire it. Claire Dumphy. Claire Dumphy. Poetry the owner or of closets something. <laughs> she owns a closet thing in that mo- in that show. Does she? Yep. She runs a closet company because the closet industry is just booming these days. Brittany also knows a lot about closets. Wow. (laughs) She's been in there. She was in there for a while. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think it was that funny. That was a good reaction. No, I loved it. All right. Is it time for segments? Uh, Yeah. Okay. So now it's time for our favorite line awards. My favorite line goes to Charlie for not to rain on your proverbial parade but i thought you said we needed someone who was a negative or o negative right was judging by your tantrum no one is good one because there's something that's actually funny a little bit it was an intense episode there wasn't a yeah, lot of fun. i found the one funny one okay go and mine goes to sawyer for she likes me sure <laughs> she does yeah exactly uh all right mine's gotta go to jack for saying beans are like a wet noodle which in context is like very good description uh, and analysis and describing what his problem is but out of context veins are like a wet noodle and that's so true like i've been like eating ramen a lot lately and it's it's the same thing i guess so you know what out of context it's it's a great line veins are like a wet little (laughs) wet slime you're gonna be like yeah delicious okay uh, our next segment is about light and dark. So some of the light and darks that I found in this episode was, first of all, just like the outfits of like the general 
Generally accepted outfits for the bride and groom are light and dark. Uh, Sarah's shirt, she is like white and then it has the black 44 on it. And most of this episode is really dark because it's night. Yeah, I think there's like a really stark contrast between the night of the present day and the light and the Hawaiian-ness of yeah. the flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, for Man of Science, Man of Faith, I'm just going to say some uh, character names and we're going to decide whether they're more sciencey or more faithy today. Okay. Okay, Jack. Okay, I actually think Jack's faith in this one. Ooh, tell me more. Because I feel like he has a blind belief, like, you know, in science, but also in himself, that he can save Boone no matter what. Like, mm-hmm. he's very deluded into thinking, I can fix this, even though everyone knows he, he kind of can't. Right. Okay. How about Sun? Science. I would put her in science for the opposite reason. Yeah. Um, Kate? Um, science. You think? Yeah. I disagree on that one. Yeah, okay, I think well, she I might be a little faithy. She saw okay. like, your baby's gonna love you because we all love you and you love the baby. And, and it's, it's all like gonna work science out. ain't gonna say that's true. Baby could hate you. But also, does Kate know that or is she just saying that to get Claire to calm down? We can just put her in both. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Okay, how about Claire? Um, Like, where does fear come in? Is fear more sciencey or more faithy? I, I feel know. like it's It's the epitome of both. Yeah. Okay. How about Jin? Science. Okay. How about Charlie? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, Boone? Dead. Dead. (laughs) Man of death. Don't know. Awkward. Yeah, I would actually say Faith, too, because he's saying, like, it's okay. Let me go. Like, I'll be all right or whatever. Yeah. Um, How about Sarah? Um, I'd say Faith. I would say Faith as well. Yeah. And then Christian. Butthead. Usually a man of science, but makes me think maybe a little bit faith in this yeah. episode. Because he's saying, it's okay, Jack. Being like an actual okay dad. That's a first for him. For Hurley's Walkman, we I think this is the first time that we hear the life and death theme, which goes... Good, great song. Great little ditty there. Yep. <laughs> That's the theme that makes me cry. Fun fact slash anecdote about my life. One time we were doing a film project and there was like a sad scene or whatever. And Rena had to edit it because it was one of the ones where you just get assigned like right. yep. your your parts or whatever. Yes, and worst. so Rena had to edit it, even though she doesn't know how to edit. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Rena's going to listen to this and be like, excuse me. Um, <laughs> but we were showing them all afterward. And so this sad moment happens where like one of the characters dies or something. And then what starts playing... Oh, but no. the life and death theme. And I start crying in the middle of <laughs> class. Yep. Our instructor's probably like, garbage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. They were like, this is trash. Yeah. But how dare. Remember I learned I- to play that on the saxophone? I was like, look at me. I'm the cool kid now. <laughs> Wait, you did what? <laughs> no one's cooler than me. Yeah, I'm the coolest kid that ever did the thing. Yeah. Please Eloquent. tell me that you have this like on video somewhere. I wish. Oh my god, that'd be crap. That'd be all over my Facebook. Mend that. You must. Yeah, I need to see this. Thoughts? It doesn't exist, guys. No. Well, yeah, I know, but like, well, find like, a recreate it. Get her done. And make it. Make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. This is possible. Okay. Find some time to relearn the saxophone and that little <laughs> passage. Find some like, time. Find. Yeah. Find the time. Buy a saxophone. 
All right. All right. <laughs> Rent it. That's your homework. That's my plan, guys. For Sawyer's Book Corner, no one was reading anything because they were busy. Did they do the thing? The thing is when they say the name of the episode in the episode. They did not do it this episode. No. Which I was kind of surprised at. Yeah? Yeah. Well, I mean, it, this is one of the most medically based episodes. You yeah. think they'd... You know, there'd be something, but... Mm-hmm. How many episodes since the last knockout? We're going to say one, because we're not counting death. The thing that we used as our knockout last episode is why Boone keeps going in and out of consciousness. So we're going to say, there was no knockout this episode. Yeah. Explain that too far. Um, does this episode pass the Bechdel test? We went with yes, which is very rare. Yeah, uh, like maybe the first of the season. We're going to say that the conversation between Kate and Claire about the baby, even though the baby turned out to be a boy, neither of them, like, Claire suspected it was a boy, but neither of them actually knew, so we're going to say that it did. Yeah. And uh, as for listener thoughts, we have another lovely message from Angela, and we're going to talk about it in the spoilers section. If you have listener thoughts, you can uh Direct message us on Twitter or email us at aficionadospodcast at gmail.com. Stay tuned for a segment after the outro. We'll be discussing this episode within the context of the rest of the series. Please be aware that this will be rampant with spoilers, so proceed with caution. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Our music is Terminal by Good News Tunes. If you're a fan of The 100, we'd like to talk about that show too. Uh, when you're listening to this, we will be going to a The 100 convention called Unity Days this month. And we are very excited. The month being yeah. January. The month being January. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're listening to this five years from now, it was January 2018. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a fan of Riverdale, we like to talk about that show too. And uh, we just finished, I guess, the first half of season two. Mm-hmm. And um, we It was great. For- it was really good. We didn't expect this, but it's great. <laughs> I, like, I hate when you're like surprised that you're enjoying a show, but I'm surprised <laughs> that I'm enjoying the show. I'm wearing Riverdale merch right now. Um, you can follow at The Aficionados on Twitter. Facebook, Tumblr, Redbubble, and YouTube soon. Um, and our Patreon is patreon.com slash theafficionados. If you have anything to donate, we'd really appreciate it. We put all the money back into the cost of our website and SoundCloud. Yeah. And uh, you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y. Pretty much everywhere. You almost forgot it. I know. Uh, that freaked me out. <laughs> And you can follow me on Twitter at Britannia, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. Everett, thank you so much for coming on this episode. Oh, uh, hey, have fun. Yay! Where can we find you on the internet? Uh, find me at my website, EverettSokol.com, or at EverettSokol on Instagram. It'll uh, be in the description. Well, yeah, or just guess how to spell it, because it'll come up eventually. It'll be on, in the description. That's there you where go. I there you go. Good luck on Google. Our next episode is episode 121, The Greater Good. It's a Saeed episode. Yes. Who's going to be on, Brittany? Some chick named Sam? What? Who's that? I don't know her. Are you sure you don't know her? She's Sam Casey's on Twitter. She writes good television reviews, I guess. And how else do you know her? I date her. Oh. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm familiar. Yeah. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. (laughs) Spoilers, spoilers, gonna talk spoilers. Okay, welcome to the spoilers section. Well, it's about time. Wow. Can we all just talk about how much we love Desmond? Oh, I love Desmond. Oh, yeah. 10 out of 10. Yeah, yeah. 10 out of 10. 
Like, Boone died so Je Desmond could be revealed. Thanks, Boone. So now we're going to do some listener thoughts. We have another message from Angela. Brittany, this is you. We are excited that we get messages from Angela. Yeah, I like Angela. She's going to be on the podcast next year. Okay, so this is from Angela, who is RL Writer's Block on Twitter. And her thought is, episodes 19 and 20 are probably the main reason I kept watching the show. It intrigued me that in a pre-Game of Thrones era, a show could decide to kill one of its main characters, and in such a way, too. It is certainly not ideal that they built a whole storyline with Locke and Boone so that Boone could find the plane, die, and reveal Locke's true character, but it is interesting anyway. And Boone is not even one of the five main characters, but because of his relationship with Shannon and Locke and his arguments with Saeed, he is kind of always around. I never thought Charlie was actually going to die in the first few episodes, for example, because it would have been a bold move. Too bold for even this show. So my thoughts is actually a question to you girls. What kind of impact did Boone's death have on you? Did something change in the way that you watched the show? So what she's citing with about the Charlie thing is uh, all the best cowboys have daddy issues with, which was episode 111, um, when they almost killed Charlie. Yeah. So there's that. What about you, Brittany? How do you feel about Boone's death? Honestly, like, when I first watched it, I was surprised that they were killing a main character, but mm -hmm. I wasn't overly sad because I never got attached to Boone. I can't really, like, super remember how I felt the first time I watched it, but I know Boone was one of my favorite characters when I first watched. And I don't even remember why now that we've just been making fun of him just mercilessly <laughs> on this <laughs> yeah. podcast now. But, yeah, I, I was really upset. But also, I think I've told this story before, fun fact, when uh, Jorge, who plays Hurley, told his mom that they were going to kill off a character in season one, uh, his mom said, oh, no, I hope it's not Sawyer. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Jorge was like, okay. Are you kidding me? <laughs> okay, um, take yourself. I'm Jorge's mom. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah I, yeah, I wish I could remember. But now that I watch it, like, it's kind of fun to go back and watch season one, just knowing that Boone does come back quite a few times yeah. like we see him in season three in further instructions you know we see him in season six a bunch in the flash sideways oh that's right so, right 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 right. just knowing that he comes back but like also watching the pilot and being like oh boone you're not you're not long for this world poor man um so i would say that it does kind of change the way that i watch the show after yeah after having seen it all it changes how i rewatch the show yeah 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 what do you think yeah, I don't know. I, I, like I said, like as you were saying, it's hard to remember what my first reaction was when I when I first mm -hmm. saw that episode. Part of me goes like, once you have finished the whole thing, you're like, in my opinion, I know that's that's that, it's like Boone. Who who's who's Boone? <laughs> you're like, oh yeah, that guy that died. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, lots of other things happened in the five seasons after that, kind of top that, I yeah. guess. Uh, but at the time, you know, for if you're looking at season one, you know, that's that's a really crucial moment, and you're like, oh okay, now I know what the show's about, you know there's that potential that people can die. And that's kind of nice. And part of it's like, maybe his contract was just up. And, you know, they're just like, ah, what a good opportunity. to just Or, yeah, off. maybe he was just like, ooh, I got a better role on yeah. Vampire yeah. Diaries. So that's so. always an option. Yeah. But to, to me, it's like, okay, I I think it's sad to see a character go because you're like, ah, they're, you know, even though yeah. he does come back, it's like, ah, you, you kind of miss it. But I think in regards to like the whole six seasons, you're like, yeah, it, it, I'm kind of glad it happened because now it can happen to other people and that makes it a little more engaging. And that's kind of what's great about it is that, like, they're able to just take them off. And it's like, okay, cool. But and it had a lot of meaning, too. It wasn't just like, ah, someone comes running back, Boone, Boone died, oh, no, let's yeah. move on. It's like this was 
a big impact on a lot of other characters. Which it is messes nice. up Shannon for a long time. Yes, it does. Yeah. But this kind of reminds me of something that always happens on The 100. So spoilers for season two, if you haven't seen it yet. But there's a guy named Finn, and he's... <laughs> <laughs> he's like one of the main characters in season one. He's like a really big deal. And halfway through season two, he gets killed off. And I mean, first of all, great. Cause Finn was really annoying, but now I think like one, when Finn first got killed off, I kept thinking like, he's kind of like Boone in this way because he's like looking at it. Now you think oh, Finn has been so important in this show, but like knowing that the show is probably going to go on multiple seasons more thinking like Finn's going to be so minuscule in totally. the, yeah. in the scheme similar. of things. Um, spoilers for season three, a uh, character named Lincoln dies and Lincoln is a huge deal in the whole show. And now that we're like starting season five pretty quickly here, I'm just like, man, remember when Lincoln was a thing? That's, totally. that's a failure of the show, though, because the show remembers yeah, Lexa, Lincoln, but it doesn't remember Lincoln. Yeah, true. Um, to me, it feels more like uh, Ned Stark in Game of Thrones, where you're like, okay, so that's like a main character. Like, they're they're not going to kill the main character. And then he f- but then they do. fully dies. Yeah. And, like, his death basically sets off, like, the entire chain events of, like, the rest of the series. And in a lot of ways, even though Boone wasn't as impactful a character as Ned Stark, his death does set off a huge series of events, like... Mm-hmm. throughout the rest of Lost, because without that, like, most of season two doesn't happen. Yeah, you could say, like, because Boone died, this happened, and because that happened, this happened, and because that happened, this happened, and then, you know, you get to the end of the show, and you're like, man, good thing Boone died. Boone had yep. to die for yep. the whole finale. It was a sacrifice that the island demanded. And then it's, like, the same thing with Charlie, right? Like, even though it sucks, and I don't love it. Sad. Like, Charlie had to die in order for certain things to happen too. Like Charlie had to die for a lot of Desmond's journey to happen. Yeah. A lot of people die so that Desmond can be a character. <laughs> yeah. Yep, What's that, that about? That happens. Well, I mean, Desmond ends up like being known as the best character on Lost. So, okay. That's he fine. is the best character on Lost. That's a fact. Let's, let's do some, let's do some spoilers thoughts. That's what we were doing. Yeah. Okay. But like, like I just like episode. being sassy. I'm just okay. giving you crap for no reason. Um, the first one I have is like Claire's asking how much longer until the raft and he's like I don't know a week and like beginning of the finale I think is when like our buddy Leslie Arst Arst shows up and he's like I'm a science teacher and I know (laughs) things about the wind and you guys should have left yesterday I just wanted to bring up him because I love him Ernst Got some Ernst on ya. Now I want to talk about Sarah's car crash. So it's interesting that they talk about this car crash and then they go to Shannon real quick because the car crash that Sarah was in was actually the car crash that killed Shannon's dad, Adam. Oh. Um, And then Jack was the one who had to make the decision, do I operate on this older man or this younger woman? And he chose to operate on Sarah. So theory if he had operated on shannon's dad he would have married fallen. shannon's dad he would have fallen. oh there you go there you go and boone's mom sabrina the piece of garbage uh she would have been like what the heck and maybe she would have been taken down a couple notches yeah that would have been a humbling experience for her that's they should redo it with <laughs> yeah <laughs> i like this plot line much better more gay please thank you okay thank you boone did a bunch of screaming and you wanted to say something about that oh yeah just that whole 
scene of getting your leg set back in place happens again with Locke after he time travels and breaks his leg open. True. And he yeah. bites on the thing. They have him bite on a thing. And then oh, he passes yeah. out. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. In Life and out. Death of Jeremy Bentham, right? Uh, may In, like, Tunisia? Uh, sure. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's a good episode. And they set his leg again, and it cracks, and he goes, and right. then pff, out. So I was like, hey, we've seen this before. Yeah. Okay. That's it. That's all it was. Cool. It wasn't a big thing. Yeah. Jack plays the piano. And we learned Jack plays the piano. In Flash Sideways, Jack's son plays the piano. David. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good it's job, like David. related. Yeah. Except he doesn't exist sometimes. Ooh, a fire. Okay, so Kate can make a fire at the beginning of season five when um, they've kind of lost everything because they've been jumping through time. Bernard and Rose just have like the hardest time making a heckin' fire uh, until Frogert gets a flaming arrow in the chest, but... Fire. It's just like cool that Kate can just like make it. Like I wonder if she has something to... I don't know. Powers? Maybe. Powers, magical Ooh. powers. I Maybe like she's answer. hiding matches. She's a lighter. She's special, like Walt. Christian talks about how beautiful Sarah is, and later, I don't remember the exact episode, but in later flashbacks, Jack suspects that Sarah is cheating on him, but she's actually cheating on him with some other dude, except he thinks it's his dad. And so he starts like following his dad all over the place, thinking that his dad is like getting with his wife. I think maybe Jack would have benefited from therapy. <laughs> I think so, too. But, like, it's actually a pretty cool moment when he's, you know, being an obsessive weirdo and he's calling every single person she's called recently on her call list or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he, like, calls it and it's, like, his dad gets the phone call while he's, like, in the room. And Jack's like, oh, how dare. What, uh, what a reveal. Daddy. Yeah. It was you. And then Jack talks about what if he's not the husband or father that he wants to be. I just wanted to point out that Jack is a father in The Flash Sideways. Who's the mother of that kid? Juliet. I thought. Just thought I'd yawn directly into the mic. What uh, is her blood type? What is her blood type? She probably knows. She's a doctor. She would know. Also, Kate ends up delivering... Kate delivers the baby that she ends up raising. I love that. I love that yeah. Kate is a mom. Yeah. But again, that's like the show, you, you kind of like start to wonder like, what the hell happened to Claire's plot line? I don't know. She wasn't in season five like at all. Yeah, it's just... And I'm not sure if It Emily started going off the or... rails there. Yeah. Um, my last spoiler point was just that like, he goes like, tell Shannon, and then he dies. And like, if Miles was here, he'd be able to tell us what he was going to say. But he wasn't here. I mean, is it as simple as, as it could be? You know, like... Tell her I love her kind of thing. Or yeah. is it something crazy? And those are the questions that yeah. we may never know. Like also, who's up to everyone? Oh, wait. Because uh, we're not even going to get into that because that makes me too mad. But it's one of those things that's like, I'd love to talk with someone. And they'd probably be like, oh, that was like 10 years ago. Why do you care? <laughs> oh, you're right. I shouldn't care. Because um, like he gets the same thing when Juliet dies. And Juliet's like, Sawyer, I have something to tell you or whatever. And then she dies or whatever and Sawyer's like Miles tell me what she said and she said it worked and that's supposed to be like a whole thing about the flash sideways or whatever sorry Juliet never died so that never happened Mm, I know I forgot you're in denial yeah that's neat that's a neat plot line you just came up with that's it that's all she wrote we did it that's all I thought I got I'm the only person who does extensive notes so when I'm done we're usually done Okay. All right then. <laughs> I usually in the spoiler section only ever want to talk about Desmond or Juliet. So. Yeah. All right. Are we ready? Yeah. Good. 
Mm-hmm. Ever, thank you so much for coming on this episode. Yay. Yeah, thank you so uh, much. Uh, thanks, guys. Yeah. It was really fun. We find you on the it was internet. fun. We already Tell did this. Again. We do two episodes. Uh, find me on the Insta thing uh, at my name, Ever Togo. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's it. Okay. That's it, guys. That's it. That's all <laughs> she wrote. Thing. Uh, you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R O B Y N E J E F F R E Y. Pretty much everywhere. Sarah, I was yawning. Yeah. I get it. And you can follow me at Britannia, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. And you can follow at The Aficionados on a bunch of places because that's us. Ooh, and our website is theafficionados.com, which is dope because I just did a whole thing where I I just revamped the whole thing and I took a lot of time. So go look at it. Thanks. And you can also find our Patreon at patreon.com slash theafficionados. If you have any money to spare, um, that'd be cool because it's expensive to do this. Yes, it is. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. Jeez, what was that? That's the best one. Close enough. Are they cute?